Hi, everyone. My name is Mark Snyder. Welcome to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and the MapTunes Shoppers Discount Card. For over 4,000 discounts island-wide, visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting wcwp.org forward slash chamber chatter. Let me introduce my three guests. To my left, Michael Levy, president of the East Meadow Chamber of Commerce and the owner of Minuteman Press. Joel Harris, president of the Mineola Chamber of Commerce. And Joel is also a professional photographer and an employee of the town of North Hempstead. And Ken Jacobson, president of the Seaford Chamber of Commerce, first vice president of the Nassau Council of Chambers. And Ken is also an independent financial advisor with LPL Financial. Michael, Joel, and Ken, welcome to Chamber Chatter. Thank you. Thank Thank you, Mark. Let's start, as I always do, by having each one of you tell us a a little bit about the communities that you represent as chamber president. Michael, I'll start with you. Okay. What's going on in uh, East Meadow these days? Well, thank you, Mark. Actually, uh, things are going very well in East Meadow, thank God. Um, we've had uh, a nice growth spurt for the chamber itself over the past few years. Uh, we are heavily involved in taking care of things within the community. Uh, of course, our motto, like every other chamber uh, around, is shop local. Uh, we all try to help each other wherever we can. Uh, we try to do business with each other. Uh, luckily for us, uh, it has worked, and it, we're we're really doing very well in terms of uh, members and uh, what we, you know, do with events and and things that really bring us together. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've had a, a very uh, big push lately with the Long Island Marathon. We were heavily involved because for the first time ever, it actually ran through East Meadow, uh, so we were involved in in putting together you know all our local businesses that can get out and and promote themselves in front of the thousands of runners and thousands of spectators unfortunately it poured horribly that day but aside from that everything else worked well great joel to my eyes miniola miniola appears to be on the cusp of of a, of a renaissance of sorts um lots of new construction going on tell us about what's going on in miniola right now well, thanks, Mark. Mineola is a very unique community. Uh, we're long, long established, and uh, we are an incorporated village. And now we're going through this very nice uh, building spurt within our village, and we're putting up a lot of new buildings, a lot of apartments, mixed use, which is going to be obviously great for our for our village. And one of the things that we are working on is introducing the people who come into these new buildings to everything the village has to offer. So it's a matter of educating our store owners how to go out and represent their businesses and getting into the new buildings that are coming up and introducing them to the stores that we already have here. So there's a lot of vibrancy, there's a lot of dynamics that are constantly changing in our village. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna talk about the third track later on, but that's one of the little challenges that we're facing now, but uh, we are just doing everything we can as a chamber to work with our businesses and local community to keep everybody close-knit. Okay. So, Ken, I looked at a map and I realized that if we drew a straight line from the studios here in Brookville, straight south, we'd eventually run into 
Great South Bay and the hamlet of Seaford. Um, this is your fourth time as president. Three and three quarters, but I rounded it up. Okay. <laughs> you can just get a little tighter there. Can you <clears throat> tell us uh, what's the latest going on in the town of Seaford? Well, Seaford, um, one of the things that Seaford, um, I guess you could say, is really known for are the people. Uh, it's a very tight-knit community. It's a small community. Um, the chamber uh, takes an interest in not just businesses, but um, all the other organizations that, that are in Seaford. So just in Seaford alone, we probably have off the top of my head, probably five or six organizations. And so um, everybody tries to work together. Everybody has a different mission, um, but we all work together towards one common goal, whether it's business or just doing the right thing in Seaford. So we're constantly building and trying to build the chamber up. Um, some of the things that we're the chamber personally is doing is uh, we're looking at doing some small scale beautification. Um, as a lot of towns uh, on Long Island and in Nassau County have gone through these vitalizations, um, these revitalizations, I should say, um, it creates competition for some of the communities that are not getting those grant dollars um, or, that are available. So it's something that we have to take on ourselves. Um, so those are some of the things we're working on. Uh, and just, just you, you know, Talking to businesses, the importance of being part of a chamber. Um, you know, there isn't any, uh, it, you know, your business doesn't improve overnight uh, being part of a chamber. It, it takes time uh, being involved. And so we're, we're focused on always building our membership up. And those are really what we have going on right now. As a resident of Massapequa, I spend a lot of time in Seaford. I think that your assessment uh, in the front of that was accurate. Um, Small town, close-knit, very apt description. Every chamber has a host of events that they run throughout the year. Uh, every chamber is different in terms of what they put on. Um, just for our listening audience, just going to go down the line here. Mike, I'll start with you. Uh, what are some of the annual events that you're involved with? And we'll touch on the other two chambers as well. Yeah, we actually have coming up uh, two, two events uh that uh, our annual events, of course, uh, Memorial Day Parade, we, we uh, host along with uh, Kiwanis. Uh, we also have something called the Pride Day, uh, which is happening the second weekend in June. Uh, and that allows all businesses to have a, tab a table outside. Uh, it's hopefully going to be nice weather. Uh, and it it's a community event where we invite anyone and everyone. It's free. Uh, it's free to be part of it. We actually even give beats out for free to anyone. Uh, and our big event every year is called the Culinary Delights, which is in September, where we uh, have usually about 40 different restaurants come um, s sh um, give us their, their specific foods that they offer. Uh, and it is a, a really a, a fun night. Uh, it includes food, drink, uh, and we have lots of raffle prizes. Uh, so those are the most popular events that we have during the year. Uh, but we're always, we're always having, you know, our, our general meetings, which become events, because we actually get uh, about 50 people coming to each one of these meetings. So it's really, it's quite nice. It's a good turnout for a general meeting. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, back up to Pride Day for a second. You seem to have that very close to the Memorial Day. Um, 
event. Is that held on East Meadow Avenue, Pride Day? That is on East Meadow Avenue at Spino Park. Oh, it's in the park. Yep. Got it. Got it. Ken, what about you? Uh, I know you're busy. <clears throat> Very busy. It's a busy chamber. Uh, yeah, we, well, we try to keep busy. Um, some of the things that we do, again, it goes back to the other organizations in Seaford. Um, there are some things we'll do on our own, and there's other things that we'll partner with or sponsor um, within the community. So uh, a couple of things that we've always done um, is the annual Easter egg hunt for the, uh, for the Seaford children. Um, this year, the Seaford Little League has taken it over, but we're a sponsor of it. Um, we're involved in, uh, we sponsor the Seaford Historical Society events, uh, uh, golf outings that just about every organization has. Um, we're very involved, I'm very involved personally with the Seaford 9-11 Memorial Committee. Um, so really what we do is we're sponsoring a lot of other organizations within the community. Keeps us out front and, and people know that we're out there supporting the community as a whole. Not just businesses, but, but everyone. So really that's, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, we are going to be uh, in June starting a uh, food truck on, food trucks on Saturday nights down at the uh, Seaford train station. Um, something different that mm. we're going to be doing. Um, and just, you know, we networking events for, for local businesses. That's kind of where we're at right now. What's the genesis of the idea with the food trucks? Uh, we've, uh, somebody had brought it up to us um, uh, that some of the other communities have been doing it. It's been a, it's been a, a hot item in, in a lot of communities. It's worked out well. Um, it's a way to, uh, for the uh, parents that don't want to cook on a Saturday night in the summer uh, to come down as a community and, and um, you know, it's also a, a way for the chamber to raise some funds for, for the chamber. So you're putting out tables for everybody if they want to? Oh, we back? haven't, we haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. But, and uh, the idea is it's just like a social event. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. There's no car show. There's no, no. uh, we hope maybe uh, to have some music, but we're not sure yet. We're still working out details. Okay. Of that. First we, time you're doing it, right? First time. All right. I'll come down to that. Okay. Okay, Joel, how about you? We try to keep uh, everybody engaged throughout the entire year, but in, in no particular order. We, of course, have our street fair at uh, the third week in September. I've been to that. Uh, and That's we do it right on Jericho Turnpike. We always have a great turnout, yes, lots do. of food trucks. It's just, it's a lot of fun. We have our movie night in the park in, in the summer. This year, we're actually going to do it in September, and we're going to give it a little bit more of a Halloween theme, so we're picking up a movie. We do it in the park. We have our Vanilla Junior Fire Department coming out serving snacks, and again, just partnering with everybody. And uh, the Nassau Pop Symphony Orchestra, uh, my vice president, Lou Panicholi, is the conductor of that. And uh, they do two concerts a year at our, at our new band shell. And this year, once again, we're gonna offer our chamber members the opportunity to set up some tables. This is not gonna be a selling, but it's gonna be more of a giveaway, Exp you know, tell us what you do, and be able to have some exposure to a, to a lot of people there. Uh, we do an event every other year called Taste and Style of Mineola. So it's a, it's a large tasting. We do this at Jericho Terrace. And what we do is we have all the restaurants in Mineola set up tables. We have all our stores who do clothing have a fashion show. So we have a runway set up. There's an ongoing fashion show. There's our table set up of our chamber members. There's a lot of food. There's a lot of music. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It brings out all of our organizations in Mineola. 
including all our volunteer agencies, our fire departments, our ambulance, amongst others, our village, uh, all our village employees. We have um, our chamber members. We have our local Kiwanis representation, Lions Club. So, like uh, we were talking before about trying to get everybody involved, we try to keep everybody engaged within the chamber for something to do. But it makes it a lot of fun. It's very, I like to say that our chamber is a very vibrant chamber. Mm -hmm. I think that's accurate. Um, of the three uh, towns we have represented here, yours is the only one that's actually a village, an incorporated village. Right. Um, how's your relationship? Uh, you work closely with the village? I will tell you that our village, uh, Mayor Strauss and village officials are spectacular. The support they have for the chamber is just is wonderful. Uh, the support we give back, whatever we can do for our village, it's really a partnership between everybody. If you go to our, our chamber website, we have links to go back to the village. Village website can take you to the chamber. Uh, we try to keep a calendar up on our chamber with all events, whether they be village events or whether they be outside events, just to make it kind of a one-stop place to go. But yeah, we're, we're very fortunate in that our leadership is just so supportive. Uh, when our mayor speaks and our people speak before the board for new businesses, they'll always end off with, make sure you seek out the Mineola Chamber of Commerce. It's, as to quote Mayor Strauss, it's a good group of guys and gals. It's very interesting. I've had a number of um, chamber presidents on this program over the last six months. And I will say it's about 50-50. There are some instances where the chamber and the village are in their own lane. And you can tell that there's maybe a bit of an adversarial relationship between the two. And then the other half are towns like Mineola, where you guys are joined at the hip, you're working as a partnership, right? And uh, it's very interesting, and that's why I love doing this, because I really get a feel for the rhythm in the town. And a lot of times, the stronger chambers I notice are the ones that are tight with the village. Now, moving on to Seaford and East Meadow, uh, you're both within the town of Hempstead, your sort of um, political leadership. Um, I'll start with you, Ken. Uh, how's your relationship with, with, with the town? Very good. Um, very good. Uh, we, uh, Erin King Sweeney uh, for the town of Hempstead is always there for the community, for the chamber, for Who businesses. Who is Erin King Sweeney? Uh, she is a councilwoman for the town of Hempstead. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's always been supportive. Uh, and uh, Steve Rhodes for Nassau County. Um, they're always there when we need something. Uh, they're very open to listening to any issues that we might have or the community. So um, I, I would say it's, it's, it's a very tight uh, relationship and uh, you know they're there for us when we need them. Right, and what about you, Mike? How's your relationship with the town of Hempstead? Actually, great. I, I'm, I'm very surprised, to be honest, you know, how frequently they come to all of the events. I mean, you have uh, Laura Gillen, who sh shows up all the time, um, Dennis Dunn, uh, uh, John Mickelin, um, Tom McKevitt. I mean, they're at every single ribbon cutting, every single event. Uh, I'm a little surprised because I, I, I never expected, you know, the politicians to be able to come to everything, but they're always there, which is a, a pleasant surprise. They're, they're, they're very involved in talking to the members and talking about business and going over, um, you know, whatever they feel is appropriate for us to talk about as, business, as a business organization. Uh, Laura Curran came to our installation. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's really nice, actually. Yeah, probably a good idea for them to get out, meet the constituents, get to know the business owners. Um, it's all about being visible and, right, and uh, being popular. 
All right, we have about a minute and a half before we break, so I just want to go down the row here. And Joel, I'm going to start with you. A wish list as chamber president. What are you missing from Mineola that you'd like to have? I want to see more development in our downtown area. I want to see that vibrancy that will allow our younger constituents to feel comfortable to come in and walk around and, and be part of the village. We'll talk more about that. Ken, what about you? You got a wish list for Seaford besides a hotel? <laughs> no hotel. Um, just more members in the chamber because that is what allows our chamber to be able to do things within the community because we don't necessarily have some of the fundraisers that many other communities may have. So we base everything we do in Seaford um, from the American flags uh, that we put up uh, Memorial Day weekend to September 11th to the snowflakes. Everything that gets done in Seaford gets done through membership dues. So I'll every day of the week, I'll tell you more, more members is what we need. All right. Mike, got uh, 10 seconds here. I'll get What's it your... in. The chamber members to be more involved. Uh, we've got 220-some-odd members, and we basically have the same 50 that show up to everything. And the other 170 are, are missing out because the more you're around and more you meet people, the, the more you benefit as a chamber member. All right. Up next, we're going to talk about each president's respective chamber, what's working, what's not. You're listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. We have three of them here. And it's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps, and the MapTunes Shoppers Discount Card. For over 4,000 discounts island-wide, you can visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. Just so you know, Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting WCWP.org forward slash chamber chatter. Let me reintroduce my three guests this morning. Michael Levy, president of the East Meadow Chamber of Commerce. Joel Harris, president of the Mineola Chamber of Commerce. And Ken Jacobson, not only president of the Seaford Chamber of Com Commerce, but also first vice president of the Nassau Council of Chambers. So Joel, we were talking about meetings before we took a break. Uh, I have attended many of your monthly meetings over the years, and you typically draw pretty sizable crowd, as do you, Mike, which I was not aware of. We're going to talk about that. But what do you attribute that to? We have very dynamic meetings. We have a lot of fun at our meetings. Uh, the food is there. Uh, so not only do you get a really good dinner out of it. You can stop right there, Joel. Now we know why Joel gets a big crowd. No. <laughs> the food is there, and it, it's, it's, it's really good. But we do a lot. We keep everybody really engaged. And uh, we start off with passing the mic to introduce yourself. We have people speaking for a few minutes if they're not on the, our normal speaking list. And then we get a lot of speakers. Uh, and I really attribute to that to A, a lot of people are contacting us because they want to speak at our chamber. And we reach out to the right people and have them come to us. Last month we had a presentation by uh, ADA uh, Teresa Tebbit from Nassau County speaking about one of their programs, their core program. And then we switch it up a little bit this month. We're going to have a speaker, uh, Beth Granier, who is a LinkedIn guru. And she'll talk about LinkedIn and social networking. 
to, again, work with our members and people that want that help to be able to better attract customers. It's all about customers and meeting people and establishing relationships. So because of these things, a lot of people come, they enjoy coming, and it's a, it's a social network too, which is what it should be. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Mike, you also alluded to the fact that uh, you're getting about 50 people to a meeting. I think that's a good crowd. It's a great crowd. The funny thing is that we have a pre-sign-up, and I would say for the most part, every time you know we're going into the event, there's about 20, 25 people signed up, and then we have another 25 and some odd show up. So we actually learned from our uh, mistakes. Uh, last meeting, we actually had people, uh, you get a discount if you sign up ahead of time. And then we had basically 80% of the people sign up ahead of time, which was a benefit. But uh, the reason we have these big turnouts is because we're having very interesting uh, speakers come. We've had the people from the, the Nassau Hub come to talk to us. We had Corey from Race Awesome, who was running the marathon, come talk to us. All these things are very uh, interesting topics for people in the area, uh, for people that live in the area and for people that do business in the area. And you know, for me, again, it goes back to all being shop local and we're trying to get the benefits to our members so we can all benefit in business to shop local. Ken, um, as we discussed, this is your fourth time around as chamber president. Uh, succession seems to be problematic at times, at times. for the chamber. Yeah. Uh, what challenges do you face um, attracting new members into the organization? Uh, I, I guess... Not everybody understands what the chamber does, um, and getting them to listen. Um, a lot of times, businesses want to know, and it's you know, with any chamber really, um, what's in it for me? Where's the value? Um, how are you going to help me? Um, and again, uh, you know, it's having the right people in place because. Uh, the last, the last two presidents we had did a lot, uh, a lot for the chamber, and it, it's it's keeping that. You want to give them a plug? Sure, Mary Luciri, uh, an attorney at law, and uh, Karen Cass with uh, Shane's Anchor Realty. Um, the they really uh, dug in and and really helped build the chamber up. They did a lot for the community, and it's keeping that consistency. You know, you build a chamber up. You have to get out there and talk to the to the businesses. You can't forget, you know, simple emails are not good enough. It's um, getting people to come to to the meetings to to be informed of what's going on in the community. Uh, but it's also getting out in the community, talking with the businesses, and you got to have a good board behind you. Um, a lot of times, you have chambers where people have been board members for for years, and I think you have to change that up as well. Um, you can't have the same people because if the same people are doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. And they're not always going forward. They're not always what's going to be good for the chamber. So uh, we, we need to change things up a little bit. And, and I think that'll help a lot. Um, but you got to be out there. You have to. Uh, you can't do it just a mailing. You can't just send an email. You got to be out there talking to the business owners um, face to face, as you've always done with MapTunes. Yeah, I mean that's it. Well, look, the the when I'm out meeting with business owners, the things that I learn about the chamber are either a the business doesn't have a clue what a chamber is, b they've heard of a chamber but nobody's ever approached them, c I get a lot of 
and that's people who were members of the chamber who dropped out, not so much because the chamber didn't do anything for them, but what I hear a lot of times is somebody said something that got them upset in a meeting. Another board member, somewhere in the, someone at the table, the president said the wrong thing, and they took it personally, and they dropped out. And then the last thing I get still uh, to this day is um, people who don't know what the chamber is, they think it's a bank, probably from the old <laughs> commerce bank days. But people, when I go in and introduce myself as I'm here on behalf of the Chamber of Commerce, they go, oh, you're with the bank. And I'll say, where's the bank? I don't know. It's in town somewhere. And, you know, kind of joke around. But uh, that's the, those are the four res responses I get. Um, but your point's a valid one about getting out on the street and going in and actually meeting. But then that comes back to manpower. Um, Joel, um, how does your chamber go about attracting new members? Are you guys out on the street? Um, do you have enough of uh, a board behind you to do that? I've got the greatest board in the world. And, and I will say, because we're How talking... They pay you? <laughs> He's going to have to write a book, a template. Um, and one of the things that I want to say, and everybody's touched about it, is that I really attribute the success of our chamber, what I like to call our very, very vibrant chamber, to the prior leadership that we've had. Um, and it's because of each, each leader, each president, what they've done and what they've brought up on, on board to create for the next person, that's really made it easy for a lot of us. Uh, I'm constantly out there. We Listen, we're all local business people. We walk around. Um, I keep cards <coughs> in my pocket, introduce myself to members. Also, when you call my chamber, go to minialchamber.com, and there's a phone number on there. That's my cell phone. So I get people that call me up all the time. They go, hello? Because they're not used to hearing somebody at the other end. They're expecting to leave a message. Is this the Mineola Chamber of Commerce? Yeah. Who are you? I'm Joel. And what do you do there? I'm the president. Right. Really? You have the pre How can I help you? What do you need? And that tends to really <clears throat> start the ball rolling that they know that we are connected and we are there to work with our membership. And they just, we want to join your chamber. We want to join your chamber. We have a lot of businesses outside of the Mineola area that want to be a part of our chamber. Michael, what's your current uh, membership right now? Well, first of all, I'm just going to say I'm very impressed with Joel. I, I would to be honest, I'm not putting my cell phone number up on the website, <laughs> but, but I am impressed with you. I'm waiting, uh, I'm waiting for you to call this yeah, afternoon. And I'm going to, trust me. <laughs> and I'm also going to go back to what he just said about the previous leadership. Um, East Meadow Chamber had a president that um, did two years in a row, Frank Camerano, who just busted through everything. I mean, here's a guy that that took this, uh, the chamber, and ran with it like a football going 100 yards. He was nonstop. He did everything. He, I was my biggest fear of becoming president was that a fact that I had to follow him. And I that's always that, the danger of <clears throat> any successful president. I, I told that to everyone. I said, "Look, you know, Frank was unbelievable. I'm not Frank. I got a totally different personality. Uh, you know, I take this stuff very seriously." Uh, but uh, there's no way I'm going to be frank, and everyone right. agreed to that. So well, I, you I just accepted be the, the best position. You, you can be, right? That's, that's the best I can do. Uh, Ken Frank is now on the National uh, Nassau Council yes. of Chambers, right? He's on the board. Yes. Yeah. So okay. So he took that and took it to the next, to the next level. He is nonstop. That's for sure. Anyway, yeah. getting back to membership. So where, where are you guys at right so now? We're around 220 right now. Um, where would you like it to be? Uh, 250. Okay. And I'd be proud of that. And how do you get there? Uh, that's a great question. Um, believe it or not, everyone that comes into my uh, business, uh, I talk to them about the chamber. 
As a matter of fact, just last week, uh, someone walked in right at right at the front counter is a big um, plaque from the chamber to me, um, you know, mentioning that I'm the president, and that's that is a that's a talking piece every single time someone walks in and asks about it, and then asks about the chamber, and I am surprised. I am very surprised, just like you say, Mark, that people don't really know what a chamber is, which is shocking to me because you know chamber to me has always meant just business, local business. Um, a group of business people uh, working together. And I would have to say over the past five months I've been president, I would say easily five people have asked about that and have joined the chamber because of that. Uh, it's not enough. I mean, obviously, that's just people coming to me in my business. Uh, for me, it's it's always just promoting the chamber at all these <coughs> events. Every time we have an, uh, an event, I'm out there with my chamber sweatshirt on or, or, or something showing the chamber brochure uh, and – Trying to just like just like business drumming it up and you know, trying to get more people interested because the more people that are interested and get involved, just like any other networking group, the more people involved, the more everyone can get business out of. And I do believe it's beneficial for any business person to be in a chamber because it's for a hundred and some odd dollars. We're all different. For that cost, you know, show <laughs> up you know five six times a year. There's no doubt you're getting something out of that. Yeah, there are a lot of people who though expect to join the chamber. And immediately see an impact. The world is going to lead a path to your door because you are now a chamber member. And I hear it a lot. I joined the chamber and nothing happened. Did you go to the meetings? I don't really have time. Part of the street fair? I got to run my shop. You know, it's always an excuse, but yet they think by writing a check, not everybody, but I've heard from enough people. Um, One other issue with the term chamber of commerce dates back to the 1600s. It's an antiquated term. Merchants Association is probably more accurate, but people here, Chamber of Commerce, they imagine this big hallway, like you're going, like in the Wizard of Oz, you're going all the way down to the chambers, you know. And a lot of people, when I, you know, ask them if they know what a chamber is, it's it's just people just, they have, they're lost, you know, um, especially the younger business owners. Um, Ken, you're the first vice president, again, of the Nassau Council of Chambers, of, of chambers, right? Uh, any benefit to the Seaford Chamber having such a high-ranking official uh, in the organization? Uh, I don't know about any real benefit, but we try to keep everybody informed with other things that, you know, for instance, we just had our President's Roundtable, um, which, you know, we had, I think, I think we probably had every president from every chamber uh, attended, and sharing information, what works, what doesn't work, what are you struggling with? Um, and being able to take that back to the chamber, at least to the board, look, this is what other chambers are doing and it's been successful for them and maybe we should try it. Um, so just just the sharing of ideas, um, you know, I think that's been helpful. Right. And so, Michael and Joel, as, as chamber presidents, you're, you're now members of the council. Yes. Uh, how has that helped you, um, you know, in sort of guiding you as, as president? Has it been... Well, I went to, we, I, you're at the president roundtable, right? Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's always about learning what other people do so you can try to, you know, copy what, what works and, you know, avoid what doesn't work. So it's definitely beneficial to, to hear from, you know, people in the same position. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're sharing ideas, what works, what doesn't work. And what works for one doesn't mean it's going to work for another. Likewise, if it didn't work for you, it might work for me. And sometimes if it doesn't work for one and we talk about it and we tweak it up, 
maybe it'll work for both of us or work for even more people. Ken, um, shop local. It's not just a mantra. It's uh, actually a matter of survival, I think. Um, and the council, I know, in the last couple of years has made it their number one priority to urge the residents to support the business in their communities. Um, is the initiative succeeding? Uh, I, I think it's been helpful. Um, you know, as far as succeeding, I think that takes time. Um, as we know, many people uh, you know, are still shopping uh, uh, through the Internet, and um, that's always going to be there. Uh, but I think coming up with some kind of formula um, that involves all chambers, uh, you know, maybe forums. Um, one of the things I'm proposing um, in the near future is meeting with um, the presidents of each PTA in Nassau County and have a forum. This is who we are. Um, doing it for PTAs, doing it for the Lions Clubs, doing it for the um, some of the Veterans Associations. Kiwanis. And right. getting everybody, and, and again, separate forums, but, um, and, and invite the presidents of each chamber as well, and, and let them know what we're about. Because when they have their fundraisers every year, um, or the sports teams as well, they're coming to local business to uh, for a sponsorship. Um, I think, and that's fine where everybody's always happy to give, but they need to understand that they're not going to those internet, wherever they're shopping on the internet, they're not writing them a check. It's the local business. And, you know, while we understand the, the, the importance and, and where the internet uh, is always going to be there, is, is going to play a role in how people shop, they need, to, we need people to understand that they need to shop local. And, and so I think communication with, with, you know, starting out, I mean, it'd be great to do a mailer to all of Nassau County, but here's, here's a way to, to, to get it started. I'd like to add to what Ken said about uh, shop local. Shop local is definitely a, a very nice talking point. Uh, what I'd like to, what I say in a lot of our newsletters is that shop local is about relationships. Business is about relationships. You're dealing with people that you want to do business with. Amazon's great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure everyone in this room buys from Amazon, but I do most of my um, business purchasing from other small businesses, uh, my insurance, uh, my cars. Uh, it's all about the relationships. And that, to me, is the most important part of uh, Shop Local because you can't have a relationship with uh, Amazon. I think that's a great point. And Ken, what you brought up about the partnership with the PTA, I first heard about that last year. Rockville Center had an initiative to get closer with the PTA. They had the PTA president actually on their board of directors and really were getting involved in getting, um, making sure that the schools knew what the Chamber of Commerce was and that the schools knew about the local business and how vital it was that they support. And, and, you know, the downside of not report of not supporting the businesses that are in your community. All right. When we come back, the bulldozers are in town and times are changing. You're listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org.
Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter is a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps, and the Maptoons Shoppers Discount Card. For over 4,000 discounts island-wide, visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast by visiting wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. My guest today, Michael Levy, president of the East Meadow Chamber of Commerce, Joel Harris, president of the Mineola Chamber, and Ken Jacobson, president of the Seaford Chamber of Commerce, and also first vice president of the Nassau Council of Chambers. Uh, Just before we broke, we were talking about shopping locally and how vital that is to the success of our communities. Joel uh, brought up an additional point that um, he wanted to share. Yeah, in our ads, we advertise twice a month in, in our local paper, but I took the shop local. I mean, we say to everybody, shop locally, but what I started to say, and this was they weren't my words, I did hear them on a, on a radio show. They said, see it here, buy it here, shop local, because a lot of people went into the stores, would come up with the phones, you know, scan the items, find the best price, and then walk out and buy them. I said, that's not the point. We need to educate our store and shop owners how do you approach these people. If you see somebody is looking at pricing, how do you go out there and say, like, listen, if you're looking for pricing, let me see if I can talk to you. What what are you interested in? It's really important, and that's why we say, if you see it here, buy it here. I like that. Um, We were talking... uh at the break about construction and there was some big developments taking place in two of the three towns we're going to talk about it now uh joel the long island railroad expansion project from floor park to hicksville will be going right through mineola uh, can you give us an update on the progress uh, are they in mineola yet uh, what's and hap- how is that impacting yeah, yeah. what's happening in mineola right now is they're putting up uh the first parking garage on uh, one of our local streets. And it, it is it is hard because they've taken away an entire area of parking, which is where people can leave and obviously come to the stores on Main Street uh, and Mineola Boulevard. So that is creating a little bit of a problem, a lot of bit of a problem. So um, when this after this happens, they'll start other construction, and there will be other, thing, other phases to follow. But right now, that's where we're at. So again, we're telling our, our people we need to support these stores that are in these zones because there's a problem with parking, there's a problem getting there, maneuvering around, and it's really incumbent upon us as the residents of Mineola to support our own village and make sure that we keep everybody here and in business to get through these difficult times. Once the garages are up and all the new parking is up and everything is cleaned up, it's going to be wonderful. But until we get there, it's a little bit of a struggle and we need to have everybody working together. Where are the garages going to be? One is going up on Harrison, uh, where there was there was a parking garage. Is it north was of Old Country Road? It is north of Old Country Road. So there was a garage there. The garage was taken down, and now they're building a new garage. And there'll be another one going up on the south side of the tracks. Now, you've been through this before. Like 10 years ago, wasn't there a, a Long Island Railroad project where you – was it Rosalind Road was going to go under the track? Are you talking about the uh, overpass the... on Mineola Boulevard? Was Mineola Boulevard. So they replaced the old bridge with a new bridge. No, I'm talking about the underpass, right? Doesn't Rosalind Road Run the Rosalind Road go... was under? 
dip down and go under the Long Island I don't remember when yeah, that was. It does, yeah. do, it does do that on the Long Island. Yeah, it does a, do that. But that was a huge project that impacted the downtown as well. So, And I think that's only like 10, 12 years ago. I don't, I'm sorry, I can't speak to it, but I do know that it is an entranceway to Mineola. Yeah. So anything that you do that impacts an entrance in or an exit out is going to have a, is going to have an impact. Okay, Ken. Anything going on in in your community construction wise? No building anywhere. Yeah, I didn't think so. <clears throat> but then we come to a real big project, the uh, Nassau Hub, that's been on again, off again for about twenty years now. But it looks like it's it's on. Is that is that right, Mike? Is that, uh, is that I happening? had the pleasure of um, being invited to the RXR buildings in Uniondale, where uh, the crew from Reckler's uh, team uh, of in charge of this development uh, spoke with me and uh, Walter Skinner, who's the past president of the chamber. Uh, they gave us a kind of a behind-the-scenes look, uh, which was super impressive. Um, also, not quite as, you know, in my mind going in, I'm thinking this is, is going to be humongous. It's going to kill a lot of other businesses in the area. And it was totally not that at all. It was really, really... Um, well thought out. Now, I know they're in the very beginning stages. I, I understand that. But uh, they went through what their uh, ideas are. And then they came to a general meeting, which we, we had a packed house. Uh, and they were great. They, were, they, they came not to tell us. They came to ask us. They came to learn, what well, what are we looking for? You know, what is something, you know, what are the things that would benefit our businesses? What are some things that will benefit our neighborhood? And they were great. They were they were really nice. Uh, they really explained whatever they have up until this point, which is just ideas. It's nothing, uh, nothing set in stone yet. But you know, to me, I was thinking, you know, there's going to be hundreds of new businesses there. There's going to be a printer in there, and be like, oh no, that's bad for my business. They laid it out: thirty new restaurants. Thirty? Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's that's the game plan as of now. No, uh, that's it. That's a lot, right? Well, yeah, I, I guess like I guess that's number? a lot. 30? But there's there's there is, uh, you know, an, an area where people are going to be living. There are going to be 500 homes in there. Um, uh, I mean, from what I recall from their, their discussions, it was 30 businesses are going to be in there. Uh, but, you know, it's nothing that's going to take over the town, knock us out and, you know, do damage. They were really, you know, thinking about how they can help, not hurt in any way. And they were, they were great. I have not seen the, the new plans. In fact, the only plans I've ever seen for that project for that property, I should say, is was the Lighthouse Project that Charles, Charles Wang presented, right? Is that 15 mm-hmm. years ago? Maybe, right? Probably not that, that long. Yeah, I think it was like eight, eight years ago okay. five years ago. Was <clears> oh, okay. That, I thought it was in the, public the, and, and it was in the early 2000s, but that was <clears> ambitious. <throat> and I know there was a lot of pushback from the community. Um, any pushback or most people receptive to it? I, they were pretty receptive um, based on what they were showing us. Uh, it, it really seemed, uh, you know, basically right now, that's just a parking lot. They built a, a, a stadium with a parking lot. Uh, there's going to be, um, and I'm sorry, I, I, I can't remember. I think it was Northwell. Uh, I'm sorry. I just don't exactly remember. It was Northwell. There's a Sloan Kettering Center in there now. Uh, a lot of medical things. Uh, there's some stuff for training for Hofstra in there. That they're you know thinking about, um, so it was it was really quite quite nice looking and quite interesting. So three major projects in Nassau County, right? You got the Elmont uh, Belmont, you know, uh, arena, which still has not been approved. Still doing a lot of uh, meetings and environmental studies, but they're looking to get that off the ground. They have the third track, 
and then you have the hub out of the Coliseum. Joel, I, I wanted to touch on with you for a second. Um, Mineola is the home of two very large organizations. One of them is uh, the New York, uh, the NYU Winthrop Hospital, and then across the street you've got the Nassau County Supreme Court, County Court, and Justice Court. So you have access to a large pool of employees. Uh, are you able to um, draw them into your community? Do you get a lot of support from the people? The support that I see coming through, it really depends where the people live. Are uh, they coming to a job, coming in the morning and going out and leaving at the end of the day? But, you know, during the day, they need places to eat, places to go. So there's a lot of great food establishments right around that should be benefiting from all of these places. Our new Village Green project, which is the new building that's going up alongside the bridge. Oh, I saw that. Is supposed to provide, the last plans that I saw, was supposed to, supposed to provide seating area for people who work there. So people could come, pick up food, let's say, you know, lunch during the day. And have a place to sit and eat, especially when it's nice outside. So it's again, it's keeping people in the village. I mean, it's fabulous to have these two organizations. And I should say one organization, one municipality there. Um, but we want to make sure that they come into our villages and utilize what we have. And I always tell people we're always open. We want to hear what you want. I mean, it's very possible that they say, I don't want people saying to themselves, well, I don't go there because. Tell me why you don't come there. Tell the chamber why. You know, you have an opportunity, and if we can help, we want to help. We want to keep you there. And especially with the new buildings going up, it's a lot of people coming in. These are a lot of commuter-designed buildings to go to the train, but they're going to be there. So we want you to be able to shop there. We want you to be able to eat there, and we want to know what you want. Yeah, that downtown could use an influx of residents. It's going to get it. It's going to get it. And the building that's going up now, it seems like it's a big, tall building. The one that's going up on uh, Mineola Boulevard, that's a, that's a very big building. On the corner of what, First and Mineola? Yes, that's the two sides to that, which are going to, it's going to be a big building. How it's many floors some, is that? I, I don't know exactly. Looks, I'll guess and say eight. Okay. Um, and there's supposed to be a restaurant there. Uh, the Modira that's going up on the other side, uh, Searing, uh, it's going to put, a, I think, 190 apartments in there. There are two buildings. They fairly match each other. So, again, it's a lot of people to be there, to be out at night, to be able to walk around, to, to shop in our stores, and to patronize uh, what we've got there. If you need something else, and we met with them. We said, let us know what the folks want. They're putting up uh, a kiosk within the new buildings that's going to talk about the restaurants and the shops in Mineola. So if people have a question, they can go right downstairs to the lobby and get their answers. Okay, fun question for you guys. Ken... If you could be the president of any other chamber on Long Island, which one would you want to run? What town fascinates you? <coughs> and why? <coughs> Wading River. Wading River. Why Wading River? A lot of vineyards out there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting, right? To kind of be involved with the whole North Fork community there? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a kind of a tough question. Um because I always focus on Seaford, so um, that's always where my focus has been. Um, I don't know. How about you, Mike? Hmm. Yeah, that was a softball for me, actually. Thank you. I appreciate that because I am currently the first vice president of the Levittown Chamber of Commerce, and I'm going to be the president of the Levittown Chamber, and that's what I want to be. So wait a minute. So you're actually 
on the board for two chambers. Correct. And you're going to segue from president of East Meadow to president of Levittown. That is correct. Why? Uh, why? <laughs> uh, well, I guess you, you didn't. You didn't get enough as a East Meadow chamber. I guess president? the short answer is that you know this, as we discussed a little earlier, there's not enough people that are willing to step up and volunteer. Uh, you know, there is a. It's it's somewhat difficult to get board members uh, and people that are willing to spend the time to get involved uh, and be part of the chamber. Uh, I happen to really love it. Uh, I really uh, spend a good amount of my time uh, networking with chamber members, uh, doing business with chamber members, and you know, to me, that's exactly what I need to do for business. And that's why, you know, being involved, I've been in my business now only five and a half years. So to become president of one chamber and vice president of another within that time period, you know, it shows that I spent the time doing it from day one and I, I, I love it. I want to continue doing it. Uh, so, you know, your question was an easy one. That's, that's where I want to be president next, Levittown. Do you own a Minuteman Press at Levittown as well? Yeah. Well, it's Minuteman Press of Levittown. My territory happens to be East Meadow and Levittown. Oh, so your actual your physical location is in Levittown. It's in Levittown, correct. Got it. Correct. Didn't didn't realize that. Yep. And John, uh, what's his name in Levittown now? John Probstein. Probstein. He's going to be on a, one of our shows coming up in he's, the next few he's months. He's a super talented guy. He's a great president, uh, and you're going to love his voice. Uh, yes, if you've ever I've, spoken to him, I but have. he's got a. He should be hosting this show. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, no, you do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joel, what about you? I've been trying to think about how I'm going to answer this without offending anybody. <laughs> so I uh, know you're not say, offending just say Levittown or East Meadow. Okay. So I, I think <laughs> if I had an opportunity to be a president of another chamber, I'd like to be that person who has a chamber that has waterfront. All right. So let's see, Port Jefferson. And well, it goes anywhere from and, town yeah. of North Hempstead out all the way down, or all the yeah. way down south. I think that would Seaford. be a challenge. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. Maybe you guys want to swap. <laughs> okay. Before we wrap things up, um, I always like to give the uh, chamber presidents here an opportunity um, to talk about for a minute what you do for a living. All right. A little shameless plug for each of you to talk about, you know, we know you, Mike, you work for Minuteman, but tell us a little bit more about Minuteman. Yep. So I own Minuteman Press of Levittown. We're a full service design, print, marketing, and promotional items company. Uh, we're very up to date in technology. We're strictly digital, including 3D. Uh, we do uh, most of our work in-house, uh, anywhere from posters to business cards to screen printing, you name it, we do it. Uh, and I love my business. But I am going to go back to one thing about the chamber, if you don't mind, for less than two seconds. Sure. Okay, more than two seconds. I was going to say your time's yes, up. <laughs> yeah, right. As I said, shop local relationship, to me, it's the most important and the only important part of the chamber. And one thing I made sure when I became president, that everything we do within the chamber is for the chamber members. For example, uh, we had a diner that hosted us every board meeting and uh, diner closed. Uh, gentleman sold his business, someone else came in. But in the interim, we, we had our meetings in Uniondale. It's a be beautiful venue. We, we actually, you know, it was very luxurious. We were eating at the Marriott in Uniondale. And the second I became president, I, I, get, you know, I hate to say it, but I asked them point blank, you know, you guys want to be members? And they really didn't didn't respond, so I immediately moved all meetings to East Meadow to members because uh, I felt that was super important. Yep. Uh, you know, our first meeting of the year was at a place at a, at a coffee house, a, a brand new business that just opened up, and I I wanted to help that business by having the chamber be part of you know what they're doing and bring business to them. So that's very important to me. 
And I think that's spot on. Ken, uh, LPL Financial. <clears throat> I'm an independent wealth manager with LPL Financial. I do uh, everything from uh, business retirement plans to uh, helping people uh, uh, turn their uh, life savings into uh, income in retirement. And I've also just recently launched uh, another business called It's Never Okay Training, uh, providing an affordable solution to business owners um, to meet with the new state law, required labor law, requiring them to provide um, sexual harassment prevention training, which has to be done every year now. So, Okay, thanks, Ken. And finally, Joel, you, are, you wear three hats. Do a few different things. I've, I've migrated from accounting at a major financial institution to, uh, I've always been a professional photographer. My forte there has been shooting large events. So when you go to some of these large foundations where there might be five, 10, 15,000 people, those are the things that I, I photograph a lot. And that's besides the weddings and bar mitzvahs. So uh, I like the challenges of getting a lot of people together. Within the town, I do a lot of the event planning and timing. And it's fascinating. I love my time in local government. I love working with our constituents and getting an opportunity to visit and meet so many of the people that make up the fabric of our community. Okay. My special guest today, Michael Levy, president of the East Meadow Chamber of Commerce, Joel Harris, president of the Mineola Chamber, Ken Jacobson, president of the Seaford Chamber of Commerce, and first vice president of the Nassau Council of Chambers. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Special thanks to my fabulous engineer, Ryan Collins. Coming up next, Project Independence and you. Have a nice weekend.